Good evening and happy Sunday to you. It is a good day. I hope you've had a wonderful relaxing morning and afternoon and now we come together to study the Word of God and see what He has to say to us tonight. Let's get started with prayer. Thank you Jesus for your presence among us. Thank you Lord for blessing each home. God, help us as we deal with these strange times. Give us safety and give us peace and give us patience. Help me to speak your word tonight and help us all to hear. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. I have a couple of announcements for you, engagement uh, opportunities for you. We're asking that this week, during your small group connect, either Tuesday or Thursday, that you share a testimony of how you stepped out in faith and how God answered you during that time. So um, we'll take a little time during our small group connects and just share some testimonies of some times when God has been faithful to us as a result of our faith. We also have an opportunity for you to make a sock puppet and submit a picture to newarkupc.info with the picture should be you and your sock puppet. And that's actually a contest. So there are two $25 gift cards waiting for someone to win them. We will be voting on those uh, after the deadline is passed, but you have a week, you have this week to submit those pictures of yourself. I know my house has been a bit crazy, a bit more messy than normal as some of my uh, inhabitants of my house have been making sock puppets to enter into the contest. That's a $25 gift card in the adult category, and that's a $25 gift card for the children's category. So. There you go, enjoy and uh, see who wins those gift cards. I'm looking forward to, to seeing all of those and, and voting on the best, or maybe not the best, but my favorite sock puppet. This week we are discussing faith. And I have the task of doing something a little different than everybody else on the list, I think. When we were talking about doing this, we were referencing uh, Hebrews 11. Not everyone we're talking about this week comes from Hebrews 11, but many of them do. And if you go look at Hebrews 11, it is, well, it's called the Hall of Faith, and for good reason. It's got the, the patriarchs, uh, it's got some women in there, people who stepped out in faith and God answered them. I have the honor of talking about the people at the end of that list. Let me read it to you. So we had this, this whole list of people who have done great things. By faith, Sarah. By faith, Abraham. By faith, Enoch and Moses and just person after person after person. Who, uh, who God answered them, and they had great faith. 
So we'll be discussing those this week, but here's how this passage ends. After getting all of these victorious stories, Hebrews 11:35 through 38 says, but others were tortured, refusing to turn from God in order to be set free. They placed their hope in a better life after the resurrection. Some were jeered at, and their backs were cut open with whips. Others were chained in prisons. Some died by stoning. Some were sawed in half. Wow. They literally used to hollow out a log, put somebody in it, and saw the log in half. That's what the King James Version means by sawn asunder. Anyway. And others were killed with the sword. Some went about wearing skins of sheep and goats, destitute and oppressed and mistreated. They were too good for this world, wandering over deserts and mountains, hiding in caves and holes in the ground. All these people earned a good reputation because of their faith, yet none of them received all that God had promised. So I get the honor of talking about the people who had faith in spite of, who had faith when God didn't answer, because I'm sure these people in these circumstances, living in caves and deserts, I'm sure if they had faith, they prayed to God that he would deliver them, that he would answer them, because we know that God can answer us He doesn't always answer us like we want. Um, I want to just share with you a little of my story tonight. This, This topic is very dear to my heart, and I think it needs a little more attention in our narrative, in our teaching about faith. When I was 24... Just before I turned 25, Vincent was six months old. And I know the exact date that it happened because we happened to be at my sister-in-law's wedding. And she was getting married February 14th. So I know it was February 13th because it was after the rehearsal dinner. We were in the hotel in Michigan. And um, and I got this strange sensation where I started seeing flashing lights. Um, now, I'm a nurse, and so I, I did, it took me a little while. I was a little slow because I, I was seeing these flashing lights. I was thinking this was very strange. Then about 30 minutes later, I got hit with the worst headache that you can imagine. And we had guests over, so it was, it was rather awkward because um, Steve's uncle and his wife were there and I had to go to bed and, and it wasn't a very large hotel room. So I'm, I just had to go to bed. Um, but from that date on, I experienced headaches. I would start off in the morning and they wouldn't be too bad, but then by afternoon time, they would get worse and worse and worse. And I, I was very concerned. I was worried. Obviously, I had a, a child, a baby, and I needed to be able to take care of him. 
So I started going to doctors, trying different things. My, my gene pool is, is set up for headaches. Um, my grandmother, my father's mother, had awful, horrible headaches. But she found the answer to hers was if she didn't eat any cheese, she wouldn't get the headaches. That was her trigger. My, um, my mother's sister, so on the other side, my mother's sister um, also has terrible headaches. They'll put her to bed. Um, and I'm not sure what her triggers are, but she's suffered with them for, for years and years. So um, I'm genetically predisposed to headaches, but mine weren't the typical migraine, even though I do occasionally get a migraine with the flashing lights, as I, as I referred to. Mine pretty rapidly turned into what they call a transformed migraine or a chronic daily headache. So every day I have a headache. This is still true 21 years later. Every day for the past 21 years, with one exception, I've had a headache. Um, the exception is that the last two trimesters of my pregnancies, I would be pretty headache free. So um, now you know why I have five children. No, not really. I wanted five children. Um, and they, they are a different kind of headache, but um, seriously, they, they are hormonal. And so the first trimester would be horrible. And then the second and third trimester, my, my hormones would be high, but at, at a steady level. And so my headaches would, would go away. But then as soon as I had the baby, um, they would come back. So um, I have dealt with these for 21 years. The doctors tell me that there is hope since they are hormonal and I am heading into menopause. So hopefully, as my hormones even out, so will the headaches go away. I'm the only woman in the world hoping may menopause quickly come. Um, so I started though 21 years ago trying to figure out what caused these. I, I feel like the woman with the issue of blood who's been to many physicians and yet grew worse. Some of the things I have tried, I've seen various doctors. I've seen an eye doctor, chiropractor, ear, nose, throat doctor uh, to see if I had a problem with my sinuses, allergist, neurologist is where I go now. I have a headache specialist at Johns Hopkins. So I have literally some of the best neurologists in the country working on me. Um, I have tried every class of medicine that's used for migraines and uh, many who that are not for migraines. I've tried over-the-counter drugs. I, I was on my Midrin migraine for a while uh, until I used it so much that it's just turned off. My body was like, I, this doesn't do me any good anymore. It was like a switch. Um, I've tried, uh, I was on furanol for a while, which set up a, a bad cycle. This is before my neurologist. My neurologist hate furanol. But anyway, um, I was taking it so often that it set up a rebound headache. So it would help my headache. But then when it wore off, the headache would be much worse. So I was in a very bad cycle with that. Um, I've tried antidepressants. I've tried postpartum 
medicines that that constrict your blood vessels. I've tried heart drugs. I've tried seizure drugs uh, because a lot of these drugs have a side effect of helping headaches. There are very few medicines up to this point. They're getting more, but very few medicines that actually are for migraines, but you have all these other medications that sometimes will help people with migraines. So I've tried pretty much all of those and some of them more than one. For instance, I've tried two or three different seizure drugs and none of them have helped. I've tried nerve blocks. I've tried uh, vitamins and supplements and aromatherapy and ice and heat. And um, re I've seen a, a psychologist for relaxation. I have done nutritional counseling. I've gone on crazy elimination diets to see if like my grandmother, there was something in my diet that was, that was triggering it. Um, I've had Botox, so um, most of the time I can't raise my, my eyebrows because I, that is one of the things that's helped. I do now get a shot every month um, that is a new medication that has helped some too. There have been a few things that have helped, but nothing has solved my headaches. I still have a headache every day. I have prayed. I have begged God. I have cried. I have pouted. I have screamed at the heavens. I have gotten anointed with oil. I have believed. I have doubted. I have gone up for prayer. I've gone to conventions where honestly they were more discouraging than encouraging. I've had preachers tell me that if a person isn't healed, it's because they don't want to be. I have wept in my husband's arms. I've cried. I've railed at the heavens and I have gotten, I've gotten no answer except that God is faithful. And I take a lot of comfort, strangely enough, in this verse these verses in Hebrews because the message that comes from us and to us if we're not careful excuse me is that if we simply have enough faith God will answer and the inferred message of that though I don't know that anybody really says it but it's the logical conclusion is that if God doesn't answer, it's because we don't have enough faith. So it's our fault. I want to tell you tonight, and this is as much a message for myself as it is for anyone out there. But I want to tell you tonight that God does not always answer us as we want him to. Sometimes it's our problems are a result of our own doing. Sometimes our problems are a result of someone else's doings. And sometimes we're just swimming in the deep end of the gene pool. And sometimes God answers like all those other people in Hebrews 11 and all the other ones that we'll be talking about over the next few lessons. But there are times when 
he doesn't give us the answer we want. He lets us live in caves and deserts, so to speak. And he lets us trust that our home, our reward in heaven is worth it. And our faith is often much more about living through the pain instead of living uh, until we get out of the pain. Isaiah 43, one through three says, do not be afraid for I have ransomed you. I have called you by name and you are mine. When you go through deep waters, it doesn't say if, but when you go through deep waters, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fires of oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you, for I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I love this verse and I hate this, this verse, these verses, because I would prefer that God deliver me from the deep waters, pull me out of the rivers of difficulty, and keep me from walking through the fires of oppression. But that is often, my brothers and sisters, not what happens. However, we have a promise, an instruction from James. In James 1, verses 2 through 4, James, in the opening of his letter, says, Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. We studied about this verse in small group uh, when we studied joy, the fruit of the Spirit. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow, for when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. Uh, the King James Version talks about the trying of your faith worketh patience. We've also been studying patience in our small group. That it's, it's the ability to keep your peace, your shalom, um, your, your wellness in the middle of pressures and bearing up under pressures and just as you can exercise a muscle you can exercise your patience and God often allows us to exercise that ability to trust him to bear up under the pressure of whatever is coming against us and persevering through it trusting Jesus every step of the way and that my friends is is the other side of faith it isn't easy and i don't like it i will continue to pray and rail and cry and hope that god will take away my headache every night when we pray with the family i pray god Take away my headaches. My husband prays God, heal my wife. I will continue to pray because I know that he can. I know that he can. 
which makes it even more tough. Because if he can, then why doesn't he? Why doesn't he heal me? I don't know. And that's where faith comes in. That's where walking with Jesus through the trials and trusting that in spite of the evidence and the logic of a God who can heal and doesn't, trusting anyway that God is good. And he has been so good to me. He has been faithful. He has given me so many good things in my life. How can I complain about this one thing? Well, I do. But I trust that Jesus understands. And he knows that even though my faith is weak sometimes, and I rail and I cry and I bellyache and pout, um, that I do trust God and that he is good. I have a, a clip from a video of a songwriter that we're going to introduce here. The song, uh, Even If by Mercy Me. So this is the story behind that song. I hope I've helped you tonight. And I hope that as trials come your way, you can have joy through them, that your patience, your perseverance and endurance is growing and so is your faith. God, we often don't understand and we often say things to other people that are cliche and end up being hurtful. God, you know that I have, I have been impatient and I have been frustrated with other people at their suggestions of why don't you just do this or have you tried this when I've literally tried everything in the book. God, you know that I've been frustrated with you when I know you can heal me and yet you don't. Help me and help us to trust you. As the song says, Jesus, Jesus, how I trust you, how I've proved you o'er and o'er, Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus, over faith, to trust you more. God, give us faith to trust you in spite of, and to know without a shadow of a doubt that you are good. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.